Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. On today's show, Rob Gronkowski to the Tennessee Titans. We'll talk about the latest rumor and how much sense it makes for both sides. Then, we'll talk about the Tennessee Titans' current cap situation. We got some more roster moves over the weekend. I'll break down where the Titans are at right now heading into free agency. And we got some big news around the AFC South over the weekend as well. So we'll dive into what's going on with the Titans' division opponents. All of that and more on a Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans. Your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We are going to kick off today's show talking about the most recent rumors connecting the Tennessee Titans to a Hall of Famer for the third offseason in a row, and this time about Rob Gronkowski. Before we get into it, want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, I got to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, well, remember, I am going to be pumping out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content, not only during the season, but all year long. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. That includes the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching on YouTube right now. All the support is greatly appreciated. And you got to check out my additional coverage and analysis on on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans and check out the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. But with the housekeeping out of the way, let's dive into this most recent rumor. And for the third offseason in a row, 2020, it was maybe Tom Brady. In 2021, it was Titans are looking at Julio Jones. Well, now, 2022, it's all about Gronk. Rob Gronkowski is a potential target for the Tennessee Titans. Now, we've talked about that when we did our tight end free agency preview. Gronk wouldn't make some sense for the Titans, and we're going to go into that. But first, let's go to where this rumor is really coming from. And local Nashville media guide Chad Withrow, who does uh, OutKick 360 um, with OutKick.com. He's got a bunch of different things going on, but this is what he said. On Saturday on Twitter, quote, I'm hearing there is serious mutual interest between the Titans and Rob Gronkowski. If he decides to play in 2022, Nashville will be an option, end quote. Now, I do want to say, this seems like a safe thing to tweet from Withrow. There will be mutual interest. Nashville will be an option. Okay, He's not going out on a limb there. He's just saying the Titans will be in the conversation. So, not going to take this report and this tweet as like, oh, Gronk is coming, Gronk is coming. But, it made sense all along that Gronk would have some interest in the Titans. Tampa Bay clearly isn't going to be what they have been in previous years without Tom Brady. The Titans have a major need at tight end that would take somebody who not only can block very well, but can catch the ball. And Gronkowski is probably the best tight end in football history, in my opinion, and he can definitely do both of those. Now, of course, you got to talk about with Gronk 
the injuries, the age. The Titans can't afford to have people who are injured all the time on the team after what they dealt with with Bud Dupree and Julio Jones last year. It's just tough to go into it with a guy that old who gets beat up that much. But Gronkowski was incredibly productive last year. He had 55 catches. 802 yards, six touchdowns. Obviously, he's a fantastic blocker. We'll get physical in the run game. He's physical enough to go over the middle, go down the seam and catch the ball. He's a great red zone target as well. Now, will Ryan Tannehill have the chemistry and the connection with Rob Gronkowski that we've seen with Tom Brady? No. We know that. No, that's not the case. But that doesn't mean that Gronkowski wouldn't be still a big boon to the Titans offense. And we've talked about the Titans can't just get a purely receiver guy like Gasicki or Evan Ingram and guys like that that we've talked about. Eric Ebron, Jared Cook. Those aren't going to work. The Titans need somebody who's versatile, who can block within their scheme. The Titans are going to change the offense overnight. They're not going to jerk the wheel. They're going to be the offense that we've seen the last three years, but they just need some improved talent at pass-catching positions. And Rob Gronkowski would check all of those boxes. His contract would probably be um, $5 million base with incentives that could get him closer to $10 million. Maybe it's just an $8 million contract up front, but that all could work for the Titans. So what you would do is at that point, because obviously Gronk has the health concerns and Gronk is, you know, closer to retirement than he is the prime of his career. You'd have to pair him with a young tight end, whether that's somebody you still go out in free agency and get like a Tyler Conklin, a Gerald Everett, a Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph isn't necessarily young, but you guys see where I'm going. You would need a younger tight end to pair with Gronkowski. And that would include the draft as well. I think the Titans would have to hit all of that and get three brand new tight ends. Gronk, a cheaper veteran, and a guy in the draft, I think would be the route to go if that's what they want to do. Here's what I do have to say. There's obviously the connection between Mike Vrabel and Tom Brady. So maybe Mike Vrabel can talk to Tom Brady, and Tom Brady can talk to Gronk and set up that connection. It would make a ton of sense. Tight ends love Nashville, as we know. So I'm not here to poo-poo that as an option. But I'm just saying that with Gronkowski's injury concerns and everything that goes into it, I think you're taking quite the risk. And here's another risk that I want to pose. Rob Gronkowski may not make a decision in March. Rob Gronkowski may take this into the summer in terms of do I want to play football or not? Who do I want to play with? He has no incentive whatsoever to do this early. Can the Titans afford to miss out on the free agent tight end market to wait for Gronk? And the thing is, you may be saying, well, just wait for Gronk then. Get your... But he is going to cost about 5 to $8 million in salary Will the Titans have that money available in July after they have to sign their draft class? I just don't know if the Titans can afford to wait. I think if they did sign Gronk, they would need a commitment up front and early to know that he was going to be in the fold so they can proceed throughout their team building and their roster building knowing what the heck is going on. I, I, I just don't think the Titans can be in wait mode this offseason and wait to see what Gronkowski does unless he's going to take a super cheap deal that wouldn't really affect anything. So I think it's a good fit. I believe that the rumor is real. I believe that Gronkowski does have the Titans as an option, but there are a lot of a lot of risks involved with this as well, and it does make me a tad nervous. But we'll cover that story as it develops. Either way, the Tennessee Titans are an option for Rob Gronkowski, which is something that just logically makes sense all the way back to February. But we're going to move forward. We talked a little bit in 
our Rob Gronkowski conversation about the cap situation. Where is the cap situation right now for the Titans on the eve of the legal tampering period of free agency going into free agency week after some moves that the Titans made last week and over the weekend as well? And I know a lot of you guys uh, blustered at the thought of cutting Brett Kern. Well, you got your wish and you got to restructure. So we'll break that all down. Before we do, I do want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. They give you the best of both worlds when it comes to protein bars. You get all the health benefits that you want from your protein bar, but you don't have to sacrifice on taste. Most protein bars are chalky, waxy, hard to choke down. Built Bars are absolutely delicious. Some of the fantastic flavors that I enjoy are the peanut butter brownie, the white chocolate cheesecake, the salted caramel, and it's not just the flavors, the textures as well. They have puff bars, which are like marshmallowy type bars. They have crunch bars, which are crunchy, uh, and all the bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, so the taste is absolutely delicious, but back to that health fact. They're low calorie, they're low sugar, they're high protein, they're high fiber. So make sure that you go to built.com. That's B U I L T.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Titans fans, let's continue this Monday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We just discussed Rob Gronkowski and the rumors connecting him to the Tennessee Titans. Now I want to get into what the cap space situation looks like after a week of moves and some things that happened over the weekend. Before we get into that, I do got to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure that you guys also check out the Locked on NFL podcast. You're getting all your Titans news here with me. Now get all your national NFL news with the Locked on NFL podcast. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. That includes the Locked On NFL YouTube channel as well. And as I always tell you guys, I am the host of the Thursday show for the Locked On NFL podcast. So even if you subscribe just to show me some support, I would appreciate it. Covering all the biggest NFL stories in under 30 minutes every day. So make sure you guys check out the Locked On NFL podcast. But talking about what the Titans have done so far and where their cap situation is. So basically their cap right now is at zero. They're a couple hundred thousand dollars above being at zero. So they're they're in the positive. They have some cap space, but nothing significant right now. And just to kind of recalibrate where we're at. So the Titans were at about minus seven and a half, minus eight million dollars in cap space uh, going into all the moves. We saw the cuts of Roger Saffold, Darrington Evans, and Kendall Lamb. Those together created about $14 million in cap space, which got the Titans to about $6 million in, in the plus side of things. But then we saw Harold Landry resigned, and because of the, the cap structure, great job by Vin Marino and John Robinson's crew over there, Harold Landry is only going to cost $5 million towards cap space in the 2022 season. So if the Titans were at about $6 million in in the green, well, now that's going to knock him back to $1 million. And then we saw uh, Morgan Cox get re-signed for a little over a million dollars as the Titans' long snapper. So with, with that, the, the Titans got basically to even, a little below even, quite frankly. And then the move that came over the weekend, the restructuring of Brett Kern, which saved the Titans a little bit less 
than a million dollars. So with all of that together, you're at minus eight. You get 14 million in cuts. You do six million in re-signs. The Titans are basically at zero right now. So what are their moves going forward to create more cap space? Because the Titans are not going to go into free agency at zero dollars. That's not going to happen. And I also want to tell you that differently than when you cut a player, so when the Titans cut somebody, release them entirely, that's going to be immediate news. That's going to get tweeted out by Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport. That's going to be out there right away because they're literally cutting that player and they can go be a free agent and be on the market. Well, with a restructure, sometimes restructure news doesn't come out for a while. Like, if I recall, Ryan Tannehill's restructure of his contract that took place last summer, we didn't get news of that until closer to training camp. And that was, you know, after the Julio Jones news. And Julio Jones restructured his contract when he came to the Titans. And we didn't get news about that until closer to the season. So we could see some restructure. That's why, basically, I want to tell you, the Titans could sign players or maybe the Titans make a trade for a player, something like that. And you're thinking in your head, wait, the Titans don't have cap room for that. The Titans don't have cap space for that. Well, remember that we don't always get the restructure news as quickly as we would get cut news. Because why would why does the team have to tell anybody that they restructure? They don't. They don't. There's no reason to do that. The player stays on the team. They just move their money around, and they submit that to the league. That doesn't need to be public knowledge right away, like when a player is cut and needs to go to a new team. So they may make moves, and the Titans may do things in free agency that don't make a lot of sense, but it's because we don't know about the restructures that have taken place. And quite honestly, we outlined this. The Titans could get to nearly, you know, 60, 70 more million dollars in cap space right now if they restructured everybody who was eligible, which I don't think they're going to do. But I do have a way that the Titans could carve out $27 million more million in cap space from even where they are right now, and that would give them the ability to have some playtime in free agency. So number one, a cut that hasn't happened yet that we were expecting is Jackrabbit Jenkins. That would save the Titans $7 million. He's currently a $10 million cap hit on the Titans cap scenario. And Jackrabbit was a good player last year. Quite frankly, he was underrated. A lot of people just went after him a lot of the time. Jackrabbit played some damn good ball for the Titans last year. And I, I don't agree with anybody who says he didn't play well. Jackrabbit played fine. But $10 million, he didn't play that fine. And with John Robinson's comments earlier in the offseason saying that they're going to be relying heavily on Caleb Farley to, to be who they need him to be, that indicates to me that they do plan on moving on from Jackrabbit Jenkins. Could they restructure his deal? Maybe that's what they're working on right now. They'd like to keep Jackrabbit around. Because as I said in the free agency preview, the Titans can't go into the year with Fulton, Farley, Molden, and Chris Jackson. Like, that's way too young of a secondary group. But what are they going to do? Add a cornerback in the draft? Get a veteran like Jackrabbit, but even cheaper and even worse like Terrence Mitchell? No, I, I don't think that's the best move. So the Titans could potentially restructure Jackrabbit's deal to keep him around. And maybe that's why we haven't got the news on his situation yet. We got Roger Saffold, Kendall Lamb, uh, Darrington Evans. We got Brett Kern's restructure. Uh, along with Jackrabbit Jenkins, those are the guys who I expected to be cut. So we got news on all those guys. We haven't got news on Jackrabbit, so they probably are in discussions right now negotiating how to restructure his deal to bring that cap number down. Now, if Jenkins says, no, I don't want to take a pay cut of any kind, which a restructure can just be moving around the money, or you can restructure and do a, and, and 
do a pay cut, which is what Brett Kern did. He took about a little less than a million dollars off his pay for the year. So Jackrabbit could do something like that. If he balks and says no, then they'll cut him outright and create $7 million there. Restructuring guys who you think will be with the team for at least two more seasons makes sense as well. Kevin Byard, Taylor Lewan, Zach Cunningham. You restructure those three guys right there, and it gets you an extra $20 million in cap space. So with Jackrabbit's cut at $7 million, let's say Jackrabbit restructures and saves the Titans about $4 million. Along with the restructures of Byard, Lewan, and Zach Cunningham, you all you would still have $24 to $27 million, depending on how that you know, Jackrabbit situation works out. So that is plenty to go out and sign a tight end for five to six, seven million dollars. Also, go out and get a veteran wide receiver for, you know, four to five to six million dollars. Add some depth on the offensive line as well. It's all very possible for the Titans. Heck, if they wanted to make a big splash, they could restructure Ryan Tannehill and save $14 million more million. I don't want to push money into the future on Tannehill, Dupree, or Derrick Henry, or Julio Jones. I don't want to push money into the future on those guys because the Titans need flexibility with those guys if they need to get it, you know, go ahead and, and go a different direction from those guys after 2023 or after 2022 even, like with Bud Dupree or Julio. So you don't want to push too much money into the future on guys that you can't be certain you need around for the future. But again, Bayard, he's going to be good for a couple of years. Taylor Lewan has very minimal guaranteed money on his deal going forward after this year. So even if you restructured him, it wouldn't be that punitive to move on after the year. And Zach Cunningham has no guaranteed money on his deal. So I would like to lock Zach Cunningham up for a couple more years and give him some guaranteed money up front so he feels better about his situation. So all of that would make a ton of sense. Again, the Titans could get to $27 million with just those three restructures and cutting Jackrabbit Jenkins. I do expect them to make some of those moves as we get cl closer and closer to the opening of uh, the free agency period, which will happen next week. And I'm very excited to break that all down. But that's where the Titans are at right now. $0 in cap space with a potential ability to go from realistically around $25, $27 million all the way to like $60, $70 million if they need. I don't see that, but the Titans have the ability to create as much space as they need to to make this roster as good as possible. And one last nugget, Jim Wyatt, the team's beat reporter who's employed by the team, did mention recently that he wasn't going to mention names, but wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, and backup running back are major targets for the team, which means that Jim Wyatt knows some names that the Titans already honed in on at those positions. So the fireworks are right around the corner, folks. And speaking of fireworks, we got some fireworks over the weekend in terms of some reports, and they do happen to impact the Titans and the AFC South. So we'll get into that in just a moment. Before we do, want to tell you guys about betonline.net. It's that time of year again. College basketball's tournament is finally upon us for all the latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and information. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, let's cap off this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. 
started off with the Rob Gronkowski new uh, rumors, moved into the Titans' current cap space situation, what I expect them to do to carve out more money to play around in free agency. Now I want to get into a conversation about the AFC South and some big news points that came out over the weekend with some of the Titans' division rivals. Before we get into that, of course, I got to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, Make sure you guys check out the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. It's hosted by Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They're giving you the best of both worlds when it comes to you know draft coverage. You get all the analysis and insight on prospects, but you also get the perspective of NFL front offices. So make sure that you check out the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast wherever you get your podcast. But Moving into these rumors. So, number one, major domino here that everybody in the NFL is paying attention to, and that is Deshaun Watson. So, on Friday, Deshaun Watson had his, um, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a lawyer. I tell you guys all the time, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a social engineer. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, so, you know, don't hammer me down on, on the details here, but the, the, the summary of it all is Deshaun Watson had a court situation where basically in Houston, they were going to decide if they were going to charge him with criminal charges. Criminal, which is different than the civil suit where people are just trying to get money off of him. This is criminal charges, which obviously for NFL teams would be a big deal. You can't trade for somebody who's got criminal charges over their head. Well, a grand jury decided that they would not be charging Deshaun Watson with criminal charges. So he's not going to face any legal trouble in that sense. Criminal trouble, I should say. His civil suits are continuing to go on, and his lawyer, Rusty Harden, has said they're going to continue fighting those civil suits. He thinks it's a money grab by all the all the accusers. Um, there is some, some fishiness with the lawyer that's trying to get all these girls to press charges. Uh, and or well, not press charges anymore, but uh, civil charges on Deshaun Watson. There is some fishiness here. Now, I'm not trying to clear Deshaun Watson of blame. You guys can have your thoughts on the matter. Nobody knows the real truth of what happened here. So Deshaun Watson was clearly doing some weird stuff. There's no way around it. Uh, it's weird, just the facts of the case, you know. But at the end of the day. Being a weirdo isn't necessarily always a criminal thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? There are some situations where if you're weird enough, you're going to get put in jail. But I don't know. It's not a criminal offense to just kind of be a weirdo. And Deshaun Watson may, in fact, be a little strange when it comes to massages and all of that. But at the end of the day, like I said, didn't result in criminal charges. So no team is going to be deterred by a civil suit. Deshaun Watson, like we've seen with Ben Roethlisberger, pains me to say it, but like we've seen with Kobe Bryant, uh, we've seen big-name professional athletes pay out money to women for sexual assault allegations and then move on with their careers. The women get the money, the guy gets to go back to doing his job and not worrying about it, and both sides end up you know, leaving satisfied, at least to a point. So that's probably what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson at this point. He's going to fight the civil suits, but all that really matters is, I'm off on a tangent here, but all that really matters is he did not get charged criminally, which means the trade floodgates are open. And let me just cut out a section of the fan base right away. No, the Titans are not trading for Deshaun Watson. Get over it. Move on. Don't even think about it. Sorry. We're not doing this again. But some teams who are going to get a shot at Deshaun Watson. The Carolina Panthers, the Seattle Seahawks, the New Orleans Saints. Those seem to be the three top 
level contenders. But you also have Cleveland. It's been throwing their name in the mix. Philadelphia throwing their name in the mix. Tampa Bay throwing their name in the mix. And at the end of the day, here's what it comes down to for me, guys. Get that man out of the AFC. Get him out. See ya. There's been a lot of talent in the AFC at the quarterback position, and now you got Russell Wilson added to that. So get somebody out, especially within the division. Especially within the division. Watson, even with a garbage Houston Texans team, has given the Titans fits. Fits. And it's because I personally think he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. He's amazing. So I'm very, very high on Deshaun Watson as a football player. So just whatever it takes, get that man out of the AFC. Get him out of the AFC South. That's great news for the Titans, and the rumor is that the Texans want to bring back Tarod Taylor to back up Davis Mills. Yes, great. We love to see it. We love to see it. Now, the other side of this is about the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, man. I already laid out my case about this on the Locked On NFL show last week. I think I briefly mentioned it on our show, but the Colts are going to be worse at quarterback. There's no way around it. There's They're going to be worse at quarterback. And here's the thing. Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz's ability to scramble, Carson Wentz's ability to make second reaction plays, they do result in some turnovers, but Jimmy G throws interceptions, bad ones, all the time. I watched the playoffs. Jimmy G was making insane throws, risky throws that made no sense at all. So... You get the same risk of boneheadedness with Jimmy G without the mobility and second reaction ability of Carson Wentz. Now, you're going to get more leadership, a more mature guy, a better guy in the locker room with Jimmy G, so that tips the scales. But on the field, with a diminishing offensive line, with mediocre weapons, I think that Carson Wentz is a better quarterback for the Colts than Jimmy G. But here's the thing. The rumors are saying it's not even Jimmy G. Here are the guys that the Colts have serious buzz around right now. Garner Minshew. Marcus Mariota. (laughs) Go ahead, Indy. Go ahead. Both those guys are backups, okay? They're both decent. I mean, Garner Minshew, I think, is a fringe-level starter. I think he's like the Ryan Fitzpatrick of this generation. He's going to be... You know, a bridge starter his entire career. Never really get a real opportunity to be the guy for a team, but always have a chance to play. That's Garner Minshew's role, and I think he deserves it. He's right there on the fringe of the, you know, starting level quarterbacks. But Marcus isn't. Not a chance. The guy is brittle. He's made of glass. So, that's hilarious to me that Indy's targeting Minshew and Mariota. They got worse. They found a way to get worse. And and I do want to point this out. I forget who said this on Twitter, but imagine being Chris Ballard and having to call Philadelphia after giving them your first-round pick for Carson Wentz, who you don't have anymore, and give up more picks for their backup. <laughs> Chris Ballard's so great, man. <laughs> He's such a good GM. God, get the hell out of here. Dude, so overrated. Chris Ballard is just so overrated. It's unbelievable. Um, I'll continue pushing the narrative as long as I possibly can. Uh, also, though, the Colts may be interested in trading for Kirk Cousins, maybe interested in trading for Derek Carr. So I heard all that, but why, why would either of those teams do that? Why? 
doesn't make any sense at all. They're going to end up with Minshew. They're going to end up with Mariota. They're going to end up with Jimmy G, something like that. And by God, I'm happy about it. Oh, man, feels good. It sure feels good. But that's all the latest news in the division for the Titans. Again, this is going to be a crazy week, folks. So buckle up, strap in. I'm going to be here with you the whole week, breaking everything down. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.